Welcome to Curtain Jerks, bringing you news as real as professional wrestling on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And I'm Brett Gennell. Oh, boy, the comedy's <laughs> starting already. The comedy. Well, on this show, we bring you news. We bring you hilarious, fun pro wrestling comedy segments. But most importantly, gentlemen, we bring special guests. The newsmakers in professional wrestling are on this show. And, you know, there's been big news. Well, there's been sobriety issues kind of going on in TNA. At TNA's recent Victory Road pay-per-view, Jeff Hardy was in such bad condition, he could not perform. And just this past weekend, Kurt Angle was arrested for being drunk behind the wheel of a car. Now, TNA president Dixie Carter has agreed to call into Curtain Jerks today and discuss these ongoing issues with oh, us. Oh, wait. There, there's Dixie Carter now. Oh, yep, that's her. That's awfully punctual. Really. That is very punctual. I love this song. What, should I uh, Should I get this? Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Dixie. Hi there, fellas. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Every time I get to publicize TNA, I'm just as happy as a sardine in a bathtub. Uh, Dixie, we need to ask you about TNA's growing reputation for substance abuse. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't allow any drinking on the job in my company. Public drunkenness is just as frustrating as watching a three-legged dog trying to bury a bone on an icy pond. What? I simply don't allow it. You don't? Nope. And I tell my wrestlers that all the time. Just last Monday, I was standing around the impact zone with some young, some of the young wrestlers, Jay Lethal and Generation Me. We were passing a joint around, getting high as kites. And I turned to those boys and said, don't you dare show up to wrestle in my ring drunk. Not now, not ever. Now quit Bogarten and pass that roach over here. Uh, you said that... Well, I got to show them who's boss. You said that where you were smoking weed... With Generation Me? I know it was a bit impolite since it was their weed. It was some good stuff, too. It's called Orange Bud, and they bring it from the California Medical Marijuana Dispensaries. Those boys are invaluable to the TNA locker room. Uh, Dixie, I'm not sure that you're getting the point well, here. Well, those right? boys sure got the point, because I was firm. And ever since that day, Jay Lethal hasn't come in drunk once. He doesn't need it anymore. Now, he's discovered that just a few bumps of coke does him just fine. Cocaine. Not now, thank you. I just shot up, and my arm is completely numb. I should just wait until I level off a bit. No, I wasn't offering you cocaine. Good, because I'm on a cell phone and not a landline. Be cool, okay? Uh, Dixie, clearly drunkenness isn't the biggest problem in the TNA locker room. Not at all. The biggest problem is the lack of Southern wrestlers. I don't follow you. Well, we just don't have any high-quality crystal meth coming in anymore. You know, you could always count on a BG James or an ODB to show up with some high-quality ice, but not anymore. I'm sorry, ice? Isn't it called glass? No, honey. Ice is good meth. Bad meth is called glass. You know, you really should learn the insider wrestling terminology if you're going to host a pro wrestling show. Are we almost done here? I got half a bottle full of somas burning a hole in my pocketbook, and Scott Hall's about to swallow my last Vicodin. Whoa, Scott Hall is with you? Didn't you have to fire him because he no-showed a pay-per-view? No, I didn't bring him into TNA to wrestle. I only brought him in because we needed some of that Miami crack hook up. Now, say what you want about Scott Hall, that he's a bloated, sad drug addict who desperately needs help. But he never had a sip of alcohol while working for TNA. I just won't have it. Look, this is a waste of time. Dixie, we're going to let you go. 
good. Because if I don't cut this speed with some downers before the shrooms kick in, I'm going to need Scott to stab me in the heart with another adrenaline shot. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye. Dixie. Bye. Thanks Dixie. for calling. Dixie. Oh, boy. Dixie Carter, everybody. Dixie she's Carter. She's a sweet lady. She is she a sure super is. sweet lady. I but like her. Now, what, ab- to work for her. what about a gentleman, Kurt Angle? Now, it, there's a difference between a DUI, which mm-hmm. he did not receive right. this time around, but has in the past, and get, being arrested for being drunk behind the wheel of a car. It's a different charge. He was stopped in a median. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drunk behind the wheel of the car, but not driving. So that's what they showed. Is the median like the center of the, the road? The middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. So he pulled so, over to the left. Well, I would have said the way I picture it in my mind is that there might have been of like a, a divided highway with a grass middle that his car was possibly sitting in the he wanted middle. to really enjoy <laughs> yeah. the moonlight yeah. he but like went on it? his twitter and he claimed that like the road was icy and he pulled over in the middle to like stop in a snowbank. there was no ice on the road it hadn't snowed like nothing like nothing was remotely close to reality that he was recording. he's an olympian though <laughs> give him the yeah, benefit it's the fourth of eye intoxication yeah. <laughs> integrity, in, wait, 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 intensity, integrity, intelligence, intoxication. There you go. Well, and that median is a pedestal, and he always likes to be up on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. He likes higher to be a little bit higher than everybody else. Yeah, but well, he's a, he's he's achieved that. Mm-hmm. We are into the wrestling news, of course, which we cover on every show. But listen, we don't. If you want the a real not listening, listen now. Listen, yeah. <laughs> it's time to start listen. listening, people. <laughs> if you want a real breakdown of the wrestling news, go to. There's lots of websites to look at. You can look at Pro Wrestling Torch and Wrestling Observer. There's While lots you of them. listen to this, but when you listen to this, we talk about the news issues that are interesting to us. Mm-hmm. This is by no means a comprehensive look at the news. For instance, our next topic is Drew Carey is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. It's about time. Not a piece of news. (laughs) About time. Yeah, he finally deserved it. After the Royal Rumble match in 2001, it's about time. I've never understood why they do this. You know, like, I I guess I can understand Pete Rose was at a few WrestleManias, but, like, why William Perry is in the Hall of Fame and now Drew Carey, it absolutely just doesn't make any sense And to the, you know what's worse is they call it the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame, yeah. which I think implies that everyone else who is in it is not a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> they make them all look bad. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, but you, did you guys see, by the way, we haven't talked about this off air, but have you guys seen uh, – this clip of Brian Kendrick, speaking of Drew Carey, Brian Kendrick on The Price is Right like yes. two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it did. He legitimately like got on The Price is Right as a contestant. No way. No, and he got no, to no, the showcase yeah. showdown. Well, he lost – He lost. Uh, what was the game? Uh, do you remember? Plinko? No, I don't. I don't. It wasn't Plinko. No, it wasn't Plinko. But it was – Guess it was how the, much – Yeah, guess how much the, product? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was. <laughs> and then uh, – Oh, it was Tic-Tac-Doe. Oh. Uh, and, but he lost. He didn't get the X in the right spot. And then he did the showcase showdown and didn't win. But he thanked his cat. <laughs> he can't win at anything. I guess. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's, that uh, was his one shot. CM Punk posted an interesting Twitter that caught our eye. This is what he posted. Quote, no stupid coats, no pyro, no dancers, never needed it. I'm a wrestler. End quote. What do you think, Steve Sears? I think that's totally fucking cool. You like that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he doesn't need any of that stuff. His entrance music is super aggressive, and it has a lot of swirling lights. So if you were to say that he doesn't have pyro, his the way that they, the raw uh, set is now, when he comes out of there, it sure looks like artificial 
splitting hairs, you know. splitting hairs. He jumped up on what was it? Uh, one of those giant travel boxes they have, like one of the uh, the steel cases. When he cut one of those awesome promos against how Jeff Hardy was a total burnout, and all he had to do was stand on top of that thing. He didn't have to be at the top of the stage. He didn't have to be in the ring. He got the whole thing from there, and it was awesome. Why doesn't know? he come out to no music then? Yeah, and no coats. Look at that coat of tattoos he's got all over yeah. him. He's got Cobra on there and Pepsi. He used to wear a mask. I love that he put no coats as if, like, all the wrestlers wear coats now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, a mandatory part of it. Everybody getting cold out in. there, huh? There aren't enough guys that begin a match in a track jacket anymore. I used to love that in the old days. <laughs> that's because they'd been running around the arena, and they yeah. were coming in to finish like up their, their workout. And stuff. Yeah. Where yeah. are those anymore? Like, that's fantastic. And they would take off their, they, like, take off their jacket and hand it to, like, it wasn't like a pretty ring girl. It was like mm. some just fat dude would like take this stuff to the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. why JBL they couldn't did afford both. To lose him. He was the fat guy that took off his own track jacket. Set <laughs> <laughs> it on the ground. What about you? Know what else I used to like in the old days? They don't do anymore. When a match would start, the guy with the dudes would like take off their track jacket, come to the center of the ring, and the ref would check them. The mm-hmm. ref would check their hands, check their pads, check the bottoms of their feet, yeah. to make sure they didn't have any foreign objects. Never the them. lining of the trunk, though. No, of course not. That's where they had them. At. That's where you. You'd, well, that's, that's gay. Too, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's really gay to check around yeah, there. That's too personal. You, they they would have to tuck their foreign objects deep into their tights. Yeah, <laughs> those brass knuckles would work their way all the way down. It had to be painful to take a bump with brass knuckles, crushing right at your, your balls. Penal line. Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, Kamala said he wrestled with a gun in his pants for like over a year. What? Yeah. What, why? There's a shoot because he said he talked about uh, that he didn't trust anybody in the back, so he had a fucking gun in his tights. Come, people were out to get Kamala, the Ugandan giant. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher's going into the WWE Hall of yeah. Fame. Well, he never worked a match in WWE apparently, but I hope he I, I starts don't bleeding yeah. during his acceptance speech. I don't. I don't think that he doesn't deserve to be in a Hall of Fame. But why the WWE Hall? Of right, Fame? it's it, weird. Yeah. What other Hall of Fames are there? There are lots of other wrestling Hall of Fames. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what other Hall of Fames are there right on WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> uh, just three. You know, I, I miss another thing that used to happen back in the days that doesn't happen anymore is characters like Abdullah the Butcher, like dudes who just look like crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like the Sheik and Abdullah, like not bodybuilders, just like crazy weird looking dudes. They don't have a, you don't have well, a lot of that. Well, they got that one guy now, the Brodus Clay guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he, I actually, weird. I hope they develop him yeah. into something. Agreed. Oh, you we mean are, a bodybuilder because he's too fat? No, no, no. I mean, I love that he's fat. I, I, there's no good <laughs> fat guys anymore, yeah. you know? And it's like, he's a big dude, and it's, I think kids, like, can relate to that kind of a guy. He looks like a big me. Yeah. yeah. I bet he also has diabetes. <laughs> but re- I think I've told you guys this story before where I genuinely thought that King Kong Bundy could beat up Hulk Hogan. Because he was fat. You know what I mean? And I used to equate fat with strength when you I thought, was little. So you were like, Hulk Hogan's clearly strong. Yeah. But Bundy is fatter, and that means he's stronger than Hulk Yeah, because I used to think fat meant you were strong. Yeah, you're little. harder to pick yeah. up. That's Weight equals muscle. Okay. <laughs> you're an idiot. We should talk a little bit about wrestling. Is that why you think you're so strong, Brett? Yeah. We're recording this in the in the week before WrestleMania. What are, what if any of the matches appeal to you guys in WrestleMania coming up here? Uh, the one I'm super excited for is the big mixed tag match. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, with John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooky. 
Snooky? That's Look, what you call her. Yeah, yeah. His knee is shaking. She's so he's fat. really looking forward huh? to this. You think she's, uh, she's very she's so powerful fat? because she's <laughs> right. very heavy. And uh, Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool. No, the reason I'm looking forward to this match is because I have mentioned you guys before. I'm hoping a botched move puts her in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. <laughs> you want to see Snooky get taken out. Yeah. But yeah. we should point out that it's we want that ce- celebrity guest to be uh, the one who's injured, not so much want any of the wrestlers. No, 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 no. I want all the wrestlers to go home and, and have a great day afterwards. But Snooky, uh, I won't. She should have some problems being involved with that. <laughs> well, then what's going to happen years down the line when she takes her uh, acceptance speech for the Hall of Fame? The Hall yeah. of Fame. Well, it's going to happen, so I might as well get used to it. <laughs> She'll go in the hall before Macho Man goes in the hall. She's already got more airtime than Drew Carey, doesn't she? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, she does for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple WrestleMania traditions that don't get talked about as much as Undertaker's streak, for example, but that are have been traditions every year. And one of them is Rey Mysterio picks a different like superhero character to dress as every WrestleMania. And, uh, and we've got a little list of some of these here. Yes. At WrestleMania 19, he dressed up for his debut as Daredevil. At WrestleMania 20, he was The Flash. At WrestleMania 21, he dressed as a Mexican wrestler named Rey Mysterio. <laughs> At WrestleMania 22, uh, he was a rare Mexican peacock bird that has uh, since gone extinct. At WrestleMania 25, he was the Joker. And at WrestleMania 26, he was an avatar. Ooh. From the movie Avatar, not like your Xbox guy you create for yourself. <laughs> no, that'd be way too complex to check in with everybody's avatar yeah. to see who they were. Uh, so predictions. WrestleMania 27, what's he going to dress up Snooki would be good. I'm going to say Sin Cara. Great. <laughs> He's going to dress up like and People it. will think it is Sin Cara, and they'll be like, wow, surprise debut from Sin Cara. Yeah, yeah. Aw, he does all of Rey Mysterio's moves. <laughs> I, I thought he was, was going to be taller. It's probably going to be awesome <laughs> ten years ago. Ray's got to be sweating Sin Cara. Sin Cara's breathing down his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I they're mean, showing some promos. And, and uh, no disrespect to Ray. I mean, five, six years ago, he used to jump around like a banshee. But, you know. <laughs> He's slowing down a little oh, bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't keep up that style forever. No. But now they're bringing in a new guy that's going to be able to, who's taller, better shape, and is going to be able to he do flies it. flies around yeah. people's heads like a helicopter. It's crazy. He goes around <laughs> like four times. I'm surprised they don't take off. You have helicopters flying around your head? Shut, get them out of here. <laughs> Steve, you said that they, um, you told us before we recorded the show today that they actually recorded those Sin Cara Vignettes that have been airing, like right downstairs from where you work. Right? Yeah, there was. A, they have a giant green room, like a green stage, like you know where they have at the green Wendy's. Wall. Yeah, <laughs> in the basement of the Wendy's I work at, <laughs> they have a very small shooting studio. How are those like real potato fries, though? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys; those are not potatoes. What? Oh. But they're made with real sea salt, right? right. I mean, that's what the commercials say. Yeah. It's actually made with real sea, but not salt. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Tell oh, the story. All right. Well, in the basement of this Wendy's, yes. this uh, at the the green stage, they were they set up an entire ring and they had Sin Cara just like walking around and like in his mask. They had, he'd had his mask on yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. And but then also at one point they made they did a portion of the promo with his mask off. It was kind of strange. It was like they weren't really sure what they were gonna do, so really? they got they covered both sides of it. Really? Did you see what he looked like? Did you snap a pick. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. Looks like super crazy. You guys, Sin Cara is super crazy. <laughs> I would love it if he was. Another I, I, WrestleMania tradition well, is... I was going to predict... Yes. Way, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Scott. Uh, I predict he will dress as uh, SpongeBob Ray Pants. He will be in a giant square SpongeBob outfit. <laughs> it and sounded like... It will cost him from doing his 619 maneuver because he'll get stuck in the ropes. 
It sounded like unless he, said, he goes through like top to bottom. You know what I mean? And then he might be able to he clear does. it Maybe that he way. could pull it out at the end, but it's going to cost him in the middle, and he thinks he's going to lose. Definitely. Did you say SpongeBob rape pants? Yes. Yes. That in your headset? Yes, I did. Okay. So I... Okay. <laughs> does is... anyone else think the 619 is a weak-looking move? I mean, like, it's cool now in a sense. Slow, yeah. But Yeah, but, like, when he actually makes impact with the guys, it doesn't look like it hurts at all. No, 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 no. It's this tiny guy whose shins, like, barely glance, you know? The setup don't... for that move makes <laughs> me more mad than the execution of it. Like, the fact that he can somehow whip Kane uh, halfway across the ring to where right. he's hanging in that middle rope. And then... Inherently, every one of the guys looks back to see when he's coming. Yeah, right. So that they can prepare themselves for his little shins coming around. <laughs> and, his baby shoes coming. Uh, it just, it's hilarious. Again, it's like the stratisfaction of like a move that 80% of it is the other person's responsibility and not right. the one putting the move on, you know, so. The other WrestleMania tradition, uh, doesn't get talked about much, but it is a real thing, is John Cena's entrances. They come up with some mm -hmm. elaborate entrance for John Cena every single uh, year, which we also have a little list of here. Uh, it started at WrestleMania 22 with the Prohibition Gangster Chicago theme from the 1920s. Awkward. Uh, WrestleMania 23, he came with the race car smashing through the glass. Uh, WrestleMania 24 was the marching band. WrestleMania 25 was the Army of Cena clones. And WrestleMania 26 was the Air Force drill team. You just said that one of them was the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that gigantic marching band. Do you remember that? No, I don't. And I vote thumbs down. For the marching <laughs> they played band. his <laughs> theme, too. It, the rap <laughs> with the marching band. Like, with, like drumline? Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I have a prediction for this one already. Yeah, too, As no. everybody knows, yeah. uh, Cena is the number one uh, athlete right now for Make-A-Wish, or at least yes. granting the most uh, Make-A-Wishes. So I think his entrance this year is he's going to come down in a giant motorized wheelchair. Oh. Oh. With all the kids attached yeah. to it? <laughs> he's going to drag as many of the kids with him on the way down, and they're all going to be in John Cena uh, purple. <laughs> that's that's close to my prediction. Uh, my prediction was it's going to be a, a chorus of children dressed in the many colors that he's had throughout the years, the orange, uh, the green, the purple, uh, and they will sing his song uh, as a choir. Holding hands. <laughs> holding hands, and then lift him up and carry him to the ring. What, what if they were all in, like, a, remember WrestleMania three? how everybody came to the ring on those, like, the portable golf cart rings? Yeah, yeah. What if it was, like, a portable golf cart giant bowl of Fruity Pebbles? And he's, like, in there, and all the kids are the different pieces of Fruity Pebbles with the different <laughs> colored shirts on. Steve? Uh, for John Cena, I actually I'm a little bit the uh, the drill team. I really thought he was gonna get hit in the face with one of those rifle butts. Like they like they were going like another helicopter reference, but they were like propeller blades, and I thought he was gonna get hit in the face. This is how your stand up shows go. Another helicopter reference. But... I have a lot of aviation <laughs> jokes in all my stand up. Is it my headphones? Is that what's on you? My yeah, they're, Scott is wearing these headphones that look like from the. He's like the 1970s helicopter pilot, and it looks incredible. What about Randy? I, I want to talk about Randy Orton's wives. Like, this cracks me up. There have now been two major WrestleMania anger, angles over the last couple of years. Mark's angry. And we're angry. I'm angry about we're it. angry. That have involved Randy Orton's family and wife. And I, I just think it's so bizarre. Because I've been watching wrestling for 30 years or something. And they, like, literally almost no one's family or wives have ever been acknowledged. 
And they, like, of all the people, this is the guy whose family they decide to introduce. A a loner psychopath who hears voices in his head. Yeah. For some reason, they want us to, like, relate to him as a family man. Yeah, it's yeah. completely ridiculous. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's ridiculous that, that, that he, uh, that intro to Raw, what was it, last week, where yeah. they were, like, um, they, for some reason, were interviewing about his mode of transportation right. to the arena that night. Right. So they were talking to him about, like, oh, this is a lovely tour bus. And he's like, oh, I'll, you know, I only travel by tour bus because then I can have my family with me and we can have all the togetherness that families need to have. Whether And then this guy's supposed to be insane. Right. Yeah. He's supposed to be insane. Like, then he goes to the ring and they're like, he's hearing voices in his head. Yeah. And he's punting. the. He doesn't even care. He's punting every member of <laughs> Nexus into oblivion. Yeah. And then, but you know what else? Like... It was like, why? Okay, they're at his wife is at the Raw show with him, right? Mm-hmm. But so, but his wife stays in the tour bus not during the show. She's not allowed to come out yeah, and like yeah. just they don't get her like a ticket. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like watch from the audience. Anybody's vulnerable <laughs> to attack at that point. It's only when he's in the tour bus is when he's calm. <laughs> that's where that's where he can raise a family. Mm-hmm. That's when he's finally sane enough. That's where a pro wrestler can truly raise a family is inside a tour bus. <laughs> that uh, actress that was playing Randy Orton's wife in that bit went to the Steve Sears School of Acting. Too, by the way, well, oh, I want to I want to thank Steve. you guys for giving me the opportunity to plug my school a little bit. Um, <laughs> Located in Crenshaw. Yes. Uh, we're actually behind the movie theater. Uh, we don't ha- exactly have a building yet. I do have a shade structure set up by the dumpsters. Mm-hmm. They don't smell. Cleaned regularly. And uh, we'll just really teach you how to emote. I, I felt like when she was looking at CM Punk and she had that they had that intense look on her face, that her, her inner monologue was like... I feel like there are helicopters flying around my head. <laughs> Which is one of the first you. one of that the first things I you. teach my, my students, or as I like to call them my children. Yeah. Is that they think about helicopters and think about helicopters flying around your head. And yep. that is that's the truth of the moment. Well that's the end because of the news section of the show. We need to move on to our grab bag yeah. segment hosted by the one and only Scott Narver. Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, by Woo! the way, is it is it because you teach everybody this helicopter thing? Is it because of conspiracy theory that that's Mel Gibson's greatest moment with the helicopter? Sw- when that quiet helicopter comes and like lands in the middle of uh, wherever they are and no one hears it? Yeah, is that it? Yes. You guys are the only two people who've ever seen yeah, that yeah, movie. Conspiracy <laughs> theory? I've seen it like three times too. That's the worst I've part. Seen it a lot as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Nope. So this grab bag is all about uh, the Undertaker's WrestleMania opponents. Uh, opponents uh, now for three times there has been a repeated opponent for the Undertaker: Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Kane. The creative team and the WWE clearly running out of ideas. We've placed several names of wrestlers who have not faced the Undertaker at WrestleMania, so we'll now pull a name at random and create a WrestleMania storyline for their feud. All right. so, wow. We so we we each wrote a few on these pieces of paper. We only know we only know what we personally wrote. I don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what the other guys have written. This is all one hundred percent legit. I'm really picking one out of this uh, Hulk rules hat right now. So the Undertaker's new opponent next year. Should I read this one? Yeah, read it. Randy Savage. <laughs> this says. <laughs> all right, let's come up with a storyline, fellas. All right, okay. Undertaker versus Randy Savage. Next year. 
uh, he's slowly repairing his relationship with the WWE, so right. it maybe he slowly works himself into programming yes. and gets back in stuff every now and then. I could see it. And Stephanie is in Undertaker's corner. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Undertaker is is fighting for her honor. Undertaker's fighting for her honor. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's a streak versus virginity yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. Well, a- actually, Stephanie could have suppressed this happening to her as she was a child, and Undertaker's spiritual powers uh, brought this out of her so she could deal with this again. Yes. So, oh, but in true WrestleMania fashion, uh, Stephanie McMahon low blows Undertaker right at the end. Yes. And passionately kisses Macho Man. She's loved him this whole time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Forbidden love. Forbidden love. We should probably explain at yeah, the end yeah. of all these bits <laughs> that there's been a rumor. It's a strictly like underground, you know, internet-y mm. pro wrestling rumor for years and years that Randy Savage. Wait, 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 wait. What? Mark, before you go on, what? Oh, do no. we really need to explain? Okay, I feel no. like a lot of people do Okay, look it up. There's rumors about Randy Savage and Stephanie McMahon online. The, yeah, his yeah. relationship Being with WWE BFFs. was damaged. Yeah, they were great friends. Yeah. yeah, very close. Vince got mm. jealous. Yeah, really jealous that Macho Man and his daughter were such great friends. And this might have happened uh, roughly around the time that Undertaker was at uh, one or two on his streak. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, and I want white beard Randy Savage to face the Undertaker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here's, want, here's new white beard Randy Savage. But uh, does yeah. that end the streak? Uh, what his whiteness? Yes, the evil Randy Savage the ends the streak. Definitely. Yes. Okay. Stephanie. Okay. Stephanie turns on the Undertaker. Low blow, elbow off the top, one, two, three, streak over. Okay. When's the kiss? At the end, at the top of the ramp. When yeah. he raised, uh, when when the Macho Man raises his finger in the air, and then there's a kiss. And all the night, the next night on Raw. <laughs> God, just the entire, <laughs> just the whole show. All of Raw. Yes. All yeah. right. All right. The Iron Sheik. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Scott has pulled out of the grab bag the Iron Sheik. I wish for every grab bag I pulled the Iron Sheik, <laughs> regardless of what it is. Well, I I think that uh, Iron Sheik is known for doing shoot interviews, and this might be one that he does that backfires on him. Yes. He might possibly do a interview where he shoots on The Undertaker, and yes. The Undertaker takes offense to it. Uh, we have audio of that, don't we, Scott? Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You, you want me to? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me get out the tape. I think I have it on my tape. Out an Iron Sheik impression. I have this, this tape show. cassette player here. Let me. Uh, oh brother! Here we go. Son of bitch, faggot, Undertaker! I saw him gay. I saw him gay. I suck dick. I I break Undertaker, faggot. Hold on, hold on. And then we also have the next night on Raw. I believe we have the Undertaker's response. Uh huh. And then back, and then on SmackDown, I believe we have the Iron Sheik again. Uh, 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 no good, no good. Undertaker say, say, ask me to run, run number one. That sounds pretty that's good to me. Segment. I think that's a, that'd great be a hell segment. of a program. Yeah. Yeah, a not, well, program. The, the mic work would be tremendous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be the most coherent WrestleMania feud of Undertaker <laughs> and Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik is going to have to go to many uh, glad sort of uh, <laughs> seminars. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if he's going to work for the WWE again. John Cena, Michael Cole, and Iron Sheik in a glad seminar yeah, yeah. Is, a, is, a, is a sketch I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to do that on next week's show. We'd have to do the glad seminar. I, know, I, think, I think we can probably tolerance get, training. I think we can get the footage on that, guys. I think <laughs> we can really get a hold of it. But Iron Sheik should end the streak. He should break yeah, Undertaker's yeah. back and make him humble. Yeah, he was Iron Sheik was part of starting the wrestling boom in the eighties. Yes, he should be rewarded for that. Yes, he should. By he created Hulkamania and destroyed the Undertaker. There you go. I think that's that's an incredible way to have his legacy. Mm -hmm. Another opponent, another opponent out of the grab bag. I have uh, Drew Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Brother, (laughs) he should earn his Hall of Fame spot. Yeah, I I think that's that's true. That should be the pro. That should be it. That the only way he's going to get into the Hall of Fame is if he wrestles the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it should be a match. I think Undertaker should have to compete in Price Is Right games. (laughs) (laughs) Just the really dark ones, though. The ones that are like really sort of like have to do with the morally questionable, morally uh, questionable games. I don't know. I want to see Undertaker play Plinko. (laughs) It's instead of Plinko though. It's like the Plinko of death or something. So the lights go out just as you think it's going to go bankrupt or like it's going to fall in a bad spot. Lights go out, uh, lightning strikes, and then it ends up in the right spot. And Drew Carey's like, "No, you clearly you've cheated." Um, does he, Drew Carey? Oh, and then Kane. Kane is in there too because Kane uh, made Drew Carey eliminate himself at the Royal right. Rumble. There's that a storyline there. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, he should be involved. He should be the other contestant. I think that the resolution of this match is Drew Carey gets uh, Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery to come into the ring. They do a hilarious uh, improv sketch. Yeah. And while The Undertaker is doubled over laughing, then Drew Carey rolls him up and pins him and ends the streak. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, I was Great. worried that Wayne Brady was going to get him disqualified by singing a hilarious song about The Undertaker. That could happen, too. I mean, look, these are just suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> we have time, Steve Sears, for one more. Uh, Paul London versus The Undertaker <laughs> at <laughs> WrestleMania. Who put Paul London in this crap bag? <laughs> it had to be you, Steve. <laughs> I fished my wish. <laughs> but the the whole crowd would be chanting, "Please don't die!" the entire time. Yeah, that's where the Undertaker would take his soul. Yeah, it's, it would be fantastic. It would be a really. It would be Paul London making the Undertaker look good for a forty five minute Iron Man match, and then Paul London would not break the Undertaker streak. Would he be wearing the Bermuda shorts <laughs> or the crazy like Forty Nine er getup? Or yeah, where's yeah. that? I think uh, a little mixture of both. If they did a 45-minute Iron Man match, Undertaker should win at the end, but after that, he would just die. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But after he shakes hands with Paul Lennon, so Paul Lennon effectively ends the streak, but he doesn't win. And then uh, to celebrate his victory, Paul London is future endeavored by the WWE right after. (laughs) Does anyone, uh, before we move on from this, we've always got to wrap up, but does anybody think uh, that Triple H could actually end the streak at WrestleMania? Quick predictions. I say no. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he could end the streak if he wanted to. I think he's going to flip out and call an audible in the ring. So if you watch (laughs) the live telecast that you'll see, like, people will be chanting Triple H and he'll look around and be like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, and then you'll start I'm gonna go for Kyoto, it. I'm gonna go like, for it. I win. I get to win. I get to win. It's me. In the history of the WrestleMania, he actually says, "I don't think anybody should end Undertaker's streak." On Do the remember DVD, that? on the does? DVD. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's actually in the main event. I wonder when that was actually filmed. Well, that's know? recent, I think. Yeah. yeah, because he actually says nobody should do it, and now he's 
wrestling him. Well, he's given away the finish, yes. then, hasn't he? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we are out of time here on episode two of Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. You can always join us here on Curtain Jerks, where we will bring you news as real as professional wrestling. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And I'm Breckenell. So check us out on Comedy Podcast Network. Look for us on iTunes. And we'd want you to go to our Facebook. It's facebook.com slash curtain jerks. Go on and like our page. And we put all our episodes up there. And also, we want to hear from you. If you have stuff you want us to talk about on the show, ideas for sketches, just post it up on the wall and we'll check it out and interact with you there. Guys, the number for Steve Sears Acting School? The number yeah, for we'll Steve Sears is 1-800-HELICOPTER. <laughs> helicopter head. Helicopter head. Yeah. So Guys, that's too many Heli- digits. It's actually two different phone numbers. <laughs> and join us next time. We are going to record our next episode immediately after WrestleMania. So yeah. join us for our post-WrestleMania show, and uh, we'll, we'll hear from you then. Thank you. Thank you. Start safe. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Thank you.